welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. If you like this episode, please remember to follow this podcast and give it a five-star rating. This is season two, episode 44, season two recap and the outermost house holiday reading. So first of all, I want to say thank you. You have all been loyal listeners who have now been following this podcast for two years and 96 episodes. I am in gratitude of you. I am closing out season two today. And as I do, if anyone can remember (laughs) the theme of season two, DM me, email me, and I'll give you a free metaphysical TV guide because (laughs) I knew there was a theme. It took me a second to remember. The theme went out the window probably by month two. I I remember I kept trying to incorporate it into guest interviews and it was just, I was trying so hard. I I was just trying to make something work that wasn't working. Just trying to make fetch work, if you guys know that pop culture (laughs) reference. And then I realized that it didn't work. So just another thing I figured out on this podcasting journey. What I really enjoyed about season two was all of the guests that I interviewed, I definitely took it up a notch with the amount of guests from season one. And that made me work on my interviewing, editing and audio skills. And of course, I have a ways to go. But this is a one woman show. It's so funny when I listen to something like a show on Sirius XM or another podcast, and they read off a whole list of producers, editors, host the whole thing. And I'm like, man, this is a one woman show. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So we kicked off last season around the holiday time last year. So that would have been the holidays 2021, where I discussed my Christmas in Lapland, which is in, well, where I went was in Finland above the Arctic Circle and the Northern Lights. And you really responded to that storytelling type of episode. It was just something that I wanted to try and it worked really well. So if you want a, I think a decent, a good episode on the holidays, definitely go back to that episode. It's one of the last episodes in season one and I think you guys will like it. Okay. And then you also, in regard to episodes, gravitated towards these episodes in particular. Modern Druidry with Michael Sebastian, Channeling a Multidimensional Bean with Tracy Shannon, Blight Language Healing with Del Sol Etienne, Practicing Healthy Detachment and Outgrowing Relationships with Michelle Colston, and What is Emotional Burnout for Metaphysical People? From this information, I figured out that, as I mentioned before, I had to restructure the podcast around metaphysical self-help. And that you as a listener are wanting a highly metaphysical space and experience in which you listen and hopefully you learn and you grow and along with me as I'm learning and growing. And this podcast is really interesting because, and this has nothing to say about me, it has everything to say about you. And I really have to step up my game on this this podcast. Out of all of them, this is the one that I really have to step up my game because you guys are craving that highly metaphysical topic. So I can't have an episode as great as they are. And there's so many podcasts that fulfill this necessity 
for beginners in the metaphysical world, and I guess you could say we're all beginners, but you know what I mean? Beginner beginners as humans, what is a crystal? What does amethyst mean? You know, I can't have episodes like that because you guys will turn it off. It has to be more geared toward that highly metaphysical human. And that's something that I really appreciate because it helps me just be the best that I can or I try to be at this podcasting game. And I also found this fascinating with regard to episodes. One episode that was controversial was Religion and the Metaphysical with Cliff Ravenscraft. I received feedback that some of you really liked the episode while others did not. And I kind of love that because that means the episode sparked something in you. And it's better than being unmemorable and boring, right? It's it's an episode that you remember and either you loved it or quite frankly, you didn't like it at all. But either way, it, it just was something that definitely had an energy and brought out an emotion in you. So whenever that happens in podcasting, I think it's actually a really interesting and cool thing. And it gives me some impetus to say, okay, what went well with that episode? What maybe didn't go well with that episode from your feedback? And when I received the feedback, it wasn't about what went well and what didn't go well. It was more about, okay, I gravitated to this person and this subject because of this, or I didn't gravitate to this person and this subject because of this. So I just found that really fascinating. So good job, Cliff. Good job on being uh, controversial. (laughs) For me, with season two, I learned that breaks are good. It's okay to take a break. I don't have to have 52 episodes a year for 52 weeks. I'm ending this season with 44 episodes, and I feel great about that because these are valuable episodes where each guest or myself hopefully disseminated information to assist you in your metaphysical journey. A big thank you to all of my incredible guests who brought their light work, their energy and expertise to their episodes. And really, when I look back and I reflected, I think all of my guests knocked it out of the park. And I just want to say I am truly in gratitude of you. And you are going to see some of these guests return on season three. So that's exciting as well, as well as new guests I will have lined up. I also learned something that you may find interesting as I was researching my book's genre. So the novel I'm writing is in the chiclet or light women's fiction genre. And by the way, I am not saying chiclet. The industry still says chiclet, which shocks me because all the political correctness in the world and they still say chiclet, but hey, whatever. Some older books in this genre are The Devil Wears Prada, The Nanny Diaries, Sex in the City, Bridget Jones's Diary. I'm writing a book along those lines with a big metaphysical component and a mystery element. When you pitch to industry professionals, such as I did at the conference I attended in September, if you guys remember, that's why I had to take a break, you have to have something called comparables or comparables. These are books that are similar to yours. So when you pitch, the agent or editor has an idea of the writing style and content of your book. However, 
you usually cannot use older examples and you can't use examples that are too successful, such as my book is Harry Potter meets Game of Thrones. No, (laughs) you'll be laughed out of the room. Thus, I had to study and read my genre for bestsellers in the chick lit genre in 2022 or in very recent years. My book comparables or comps are Rachel Gibson's Drop Dead Gorgeous meets Emma Straub's This Time Tomorrow. The fascinating part is when I study the current chiclet genre, so many of the bestsellers have metaphysical themes or the book is highly metaphysical. The reason I'm telling you this is because we as metaphysical people are succeeding in becoming more mainstream in at least American culture. Because when I'm talking about the publishing industry, I can't talk about Canada or Australia. I can only talk about what I know, which is the US. And that's a big fucking deal. This genre was once all about, you know, how you look and shopping and high-end fashion and the working girl. And trust me, it still is. And so is my novel. My novel has those chiclet elements. But now the genre is incorporating major plot points of time travel, astral planes, spirit guides, and more. I could not believe when I studied this, this genre, how much of it was just so deeply metaphysical. And I'm not talking about, oh, the character picks up a blue crystal. What does that mean? It was, it was pretty highly advanced metaphysical. This made me so happy and I hope to contribute to this genre at some point as well. Lastly, I always end the holiday episode with a story or reading and I am rereading for perhaps the 10th time, the perfect book, for all seasons and especially winter called The Outermost House by Henry Beston. It chronicles Beston's one year of life on the great beach of Cape Cod, Massachusetts, which is in the Northeast of the United States. So if you're one of my listeners that is outside the U.S. and you don't know where I'm talking about, think of New York, the state of New York, and Massachusetts is right above it. In fact, I can easily drive to Massachusetts where I live. So, and it's a beautiful state. I do have to say that. I did live there once and it's it's a really beautiful state. The Outermost House is a magical, lyrical, and outstanding book of poetic nonfiction that I treasure and have learned so much from as a writer, especially when writing, setting, and detail. And in my other podcasts where I teach people how to write and podcast, I talk about how when I go into doing writing exercises, I use this book constantly. I I rewrite passages of this book. I use other books like The Great Gatsby as well because they have just such a beautiful description that I want to make sure that I can at least (laughs) absorb that the best I can. The beauty of this book is its simplicity, man in nature through all four seasons in a lone cottage on a deserted beach in winter. Throughout the book, first published in 1928, Beston only describes nature and all of its elements of grandeur, violence, and splendid awe. And this is why the book has stood the test of time and is so remarkable is because all he is describing is the weather, 
and the animals and nature and the beach and the clouds. And there's no, there's no dialogue. You know, it's just him alone in a cottage. And it's just, I, I cannot say enough about this book. So I couldn't choose between two excerpts. So I'll read them both. This is chapter four, Midwinter. A year indoors is a journey along a paper calendar. A year in outer nature is the accomplishment of a tremendous ritual. To share in it, one must have a knowledge of the pilgrimages of the sun and something of that natural sense of him and feeling for him, which made even the most primitive people mark the summer limits of his advance in the last December ebb of his decline. All these autumn weeks, I have watched the great disk going south along the horizon of moorlands beyond the marsh, now sinking behind the field, now behind this leafless tree, now behind this sedgy hillock dappled with thin snow. We lose a great deal, I think, when we lose a sense and feeling for the sun. When all has been said, the adventure of the sun is the great natural drama by which we live, and not to have joy in it and awe of it, not to share in it, is to close a dull door on nature's sustaining and poetic spirit. This is the last page of the book. Do no dishonor to the earth, lest you dishonor the spirit of man. Hold your hands out over the earth as over a flame. To all who love her, who open to her the doors of their veins, she gives of her strength, sustaining them with her own measureless tremor of dark life. Touch the earth, love the earth, honor the earth, her plains, her valleys, her hills, and her seas. Rest your spirit in her solitary places. For the gifts of life are the earth's, and they are given to all. And they are the songs of birds at daybreak, Orion and the bear, and dawn seen over ocean from the beach. Happy holidays and happy new year. I cherish all of you and wish you the best for this holiday season. I will be taking a break and I will be back with a definite episode on Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. Now I have a little asterisk here (laughs) and the asterisk is there is a type of episode that I want to try out. It's something completely different and I have two guests that don't know each other. They have no idea they're going to meet each other on the episode and I want to talk about a topic that Source tells me to talk about that day. And I'm really excited about this. And I feel like the beginning of January is a really good time to test this out. It's a new year. We have two highly metaphysical people who have both said yes, um, but I have to get their schedules aligned and everything. So I would love to record that after the new year. So I may be back with an episode in January of this, again, new type of episode I am testing out, which would be So fun. And then I also want to tell everyone if you are experiencing grief and loss or any type of loneliness this holiday season, I have an episode. It's season one, episode 50 from last year, and it discusses 
that exact subject, grief and loss during the holidays and how to deal with it. So definitely tune into that. That's a great episode. Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground and happy holidays.